much love. I fought the law, and the law won. That's episode seven, season five of Ravage Love. Uh, Hi, Julie. Hello. We, I told you it, was, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. So before we started recording, I was like, oh, this week our theme is lawyers. I wonder what incredible song lyric Renee is going to say. And uh, she's like, lower your expectations. <laughs> It's just the Clash and not the best Clash song, so... I still like it. I respect it. All right. Uh, lawyers, we have not done this theme before. Um, you suggested it based on a book that you found. Uh, so I had to do a bit of hunting. I didn't go in my collection of existing books. I went and uh, went and sought one out. So oh, would you like to okay. hear what I read? Yeah, hit, hit me with it. <clears throat> it's called Ashes. As in, like, oh. her name is Ashley. Ashes, oh. l- luscious lawyer. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you brought me back. <laughs> By Max Watson. And um, it was about 60 pages. It came out in 2021. And I had pretty high expectations for it on the basis of the fact. Two things. One, it's part of what's called the Bubble Bath Collection that says that it's short steamy books that you can read in a bubble bath so it's like the idea that like you get a good soak you sit in it you read something steamy and then by the time you're done it's time to get out so i was like i kind of like that right it's like you know the context and it's very clear that like this is the purpose of this book and i'm like i like that um also the author absolute fucking smoke show (laughs) she has a picture And I was like, okay. And she fled corporate America to, uh, to pursue her love of writing and house flipping and renovations. And she does like repairs and like does body work on race cars. Like this woman sounds cool as fuck. I absolutely want to be her friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but this book, oof. So it was very well written. So, you know, the usual stuff that we always check for, like there were typos, there were spelling mistakes. It wasn't awkward dialogue necessarily, but it was still cringe in many ways. Um, So I, okay. So Ashaya Davis is newly divorced and needs to file for bankruptcy. Um, She, it's a, the it's the middle of July, and when I read my excerpt, I'll come back to why this the time of year matters. Okay. 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 So it starts off with her being just like a crying hot mess in the waiting room of a lawyer's office, trying to keep it together, feeling like she's not hot enough to be there because the secretary is a smoke show. The, a woman coming out of his office before she goes in, also a smoke show. But the way that it was sort of told multiple people had recommended this lawyer and they it kind of sounded like it was like an old school lawyer who'd been doing this for a very long time so she's expecting this like older gentleman um she is such a hot mess going into his office that she like trips and falls and hits her head on the door frame okay like (laughs) okay um and then she 
looks up and the lawyer is absolutely delicious. He's very handsome. He's wearing a really tight, you know, well-tailored suit so she can see that he's in great shape. Um, And she just starts blabbing because she's so emotional and she's such a mess. She explains that her and her husband, um, you know, weren't together for very long, but it was this whirlwind romance. And then they bought this fixer upper together, but really she bought it and they went into major debt trying to fix it up. And she ended up quitting her job to spend her time doing the renovations and getting it going. And then her husband just fucked off one day. And then sent her divorce papers. And then when she, when he fucked off, she went and looked and he'd cleared out her bank accounts and then sent her divorce papers. And so she is now single and wounded from that relationship and also in extreme debt. And she's been working her ass off and has already paid off $50,000 of the debt. She's working three jobs. Like she's trying, but she just cannot crawl out of the hole. And he's like, you know, don't be embarrassed. Lots of people end up in these financial situations. It's not your fault. We'll help you get through it. And then says, um, I'd like to take you to dinner because I like to offer my clients some kind of financial counseling, some financial support in order to help them make sure they don't make the same mistakes again. But in this case, sounds to me like you got scammed. And in my experience of these kinds of cases, it sounds like your husband is probably doing this to lots of women, like total love fraud situation, right? Okay. So he's like, let's go to dinner and we'll chat. And it's just like, just a friendly dinner, just as friends. So um, he's like, I'll come and pick you up. And she's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, no, I don't mind. I'll come get you. And again, it's just friends. So don't, don't be worded out. She's like, okay. So he comes by and he sees her sad little apartment with no and she's like well it's all i can afford and he demands he's like you're you're staying with me and if you're not comfortable with that i'll get you a hotel but you can't just stay here this is so sad and depressing so he (laughs) right like negging much so brings her to his place and says um look at this dump and it's like it's a house with good bones, but like it needs decorating. And he's like, can I hire you to help me remodel and update it? Cause it's a bit dated. Um, and she's like, wouldn't your wife mind? And he's like, I don't have a wife. And she's like, what about your girlfriend? And he's like, I don't have one of those either. And then they just raw dog on the floor. And I'm like, okay, nice. <laughs> as you do same day. Again, this is one day. <laughs> To be clear, <laughs> first of all, who goes into a bankruptcy lawyer's office and leaves there no longer in debt? Like, it's like that doesn't happen. <laughs> so she asks him to, um, like, he's like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, can you help me for, you know, it'll take a couple months and to really remodel this house. And, you know, he's got a lot of money. So he's like, I'll hire you a team. You basically just have to be the brains behind this operation. And she loves doing that kind of work and she needs the money, but she's like, oh man, is this one of those things where like, did I make a mistake by sleeping with him? Because is it just going to be this fling where we hook up as long as I'm still working here? And then when I'm not anymore, he's just going to throw me to the wayside. Um, Except like, Three months into it, he's like, no, 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 I love you. And then Uh she's like, I love you too. And they start an interior design company. (laughs) (laughs) 
and then buy a house together that they're going Aww. to flip. And then she's pregnant. The end. <laughs> per- Perfect. That had everything. <laughs> yeah. So all of that in less than 50 pages. So it was a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it two out of five spicy nuggets because <laughs> I couldn't. I don't know. I just pictured nuggets because I was like, when I was broke, I love just getting some some nuggies and some fries. So I just pictured her eating her sad little nuggets in her sad apartment with her mattress on the floor. Um, but maybe with like a little spicy dipping sauce. Um, Ooh, nice. So, I mean, they did fuck. There was sex in the book. So I can't give it a zero. Okay. And it wasn't terrible. It just was very cliche. Like the sex scene was very cliched. And very short. Like, they had this quickie raw dog on the floor. And I just couldn't... It, it either... The story didn't... It didn't fit with the story enough for me to, like, care. Slash... It was just, like, short, I guess. Anyway, so... Two out of five spicy nuggets. And in terms of accoutrement, I'm giving these fuckers some condoms. Like, who... What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, they're having they're having a baby. Well, and then they end up making I'm like, no wonder you made a goddamn baby. You're raw dog and a dude you just again, not here to shame people who fuck someone they just met. Like all you go and have your one night stand, fill your boots. But wear a goddamn condom. <laughs> uh, and a because, condom. Because a condom. And I say this because I understand it's fantasy, it's erotica, da da. But we, both of us, have read enough sexy, spicy books to know that you can include protection yes. and have it be hot still. So, anyways. You can get a French letter, you can get a <laughs> lambskin, and they can still make it sexy in a book. Yes. It's not impossible. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm not saying that that's why I didn't super enjoy the book, but just, you know, since we like to assign some accoutrement to each of our books... Um, yeah. I'm giving them condoms in this case to just be like, girl, you can't just be flipping houses and making babies. What's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, maybe again, sometimes I, I get too in my head about these things and I understand I had to just be like, it's fantasy. But I also like I kept being like, this is so unethical, sir. Like you could be disbarred for fucking your client that you just met. But then I was like, bitch, it's a fantasy. So it 100%. wasn't it wasn't in the penthouse letters fantasy realm of the book I read a couple books ago where I just was like, this sounds like a teenage boy who was like, I watched a lady undress through the window. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it uh, it was better written than that. But it was, um, yeah, I guess it just it was OK, I guess okay. it was All OK. Right. Yeah. So that was uh ashes luscious lawyer and on the cover it's a beautiful woman being hugged by behind from behind by a night a dude in a nice suit but he's not looking at her he's like looking away which is kind of interesting um by max watson who is a smoke show if anyone li- if you are listening to this right now if anyone who knows max watson is listening <laughs> to this right now girl call me mm-hmm. um so what did you read? Because this entire week's theme was built around a book that you found that we had yeah. to figure out a way for you to be able to read it. So I'm dying yeah. to know what you read. 
Right off the bat, I read The Grim Reaper's Lawyer <laughs> um, by Mia Manique. And Mia is training to be a lawyer herself. Big, uh, big fan of that for her. Mm-hmm. Love this. Yeah. We yeah. love an ambitious um, queen. I mean, we did girl bosses on the show for a reason, so. Yeah. And, and Mia is a woman of color, so, like, I'm, I'm hoping for big, like, Stacey Abram things from her. Mm-hmm. Um, because she does have, like, a series of lawyer, their lawyer books called Sisters in Law. Oh Act. my God, that's brilliant. I know. That's I know. So, so clever. I don't, and I wish I had known, but um, I probably still would have gone with the Grim Reaper one because there's going to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get to why the sequel looks like a lot of fun. Uh, but let's let's just get started here. So right off the bat, this book had everything. <laughs> it had everything. But more than that, it had a playlist. Ooh. So I, when I when I post about this episode, I'm going to include a link to the Spotify playlist because full it's got like Paramore, it's got The Weeknd, BTS, Hosier, like Bruno Mars. It's got a great fucking playlist. Um and I listened to it and it was actually great. It was really great and it it goes with kind of like every chapter in this book. It was a lot of fun. This book was a lot of fun. It was very long. It was th- over 300 pages. Oof. Um and a lot happens in it. So I'm going to just kind of go through it because it, it was a, it was a full novel. Um, I'm not going to go through every single detail because there were twists and turns and shocks. And I was like, oh, my God, like blown away by some of the like surprise. So um, right off the bat, we've got uh, our main character and she uh, her name's Joyce or Joy. She's a lawyer, but she fucking hates being a lawyer. She just hates it. And she is a defense attorney. And she's representing this guy who's like a piece of shit. Uh, He murdered one of his employees, but is trying to say like he didn't. Um, And they are on a day of trial where the defense, or not the defense, rather the the plaintiff is presenting um, a video that shows him bragging about killing his employee. And and so she's like, it's fucking over, man. Like, it's over. And that morning, she had this realization that, like, she's unhappy. She has never traveled. She has never done anything in her life. She's going to quit. And so she walks into her office and she, like, goes to her boss. She's like, fuck you. It's over. And he's like, you'll, you'll be back. She's like, no, I won't. Bye. And it's so, like, refreshing to, like, have a moment in a book where it's like, they get to say everything they want to say. Yeah. And she's like you're a piece of shit and he's like how are you and she's like boy bye um (laughs) but she loses the case obviously because this guy admitted to murdering his employee and she's like well let's show biz baby um but he freaks out and he um grabs the gun off like a rookie guard and he shoots her and she dies immediately whoa yeah so that's how this book starts out so she wakes up and she's in a place called Eden. And Eden is sort of like the purgatory in this situation. And she's sitting with this very spicy man called Aiden Kim, who is like Chinese and very, very spicy. Um, but he's a Grim Reaper. And he says, uh, I need you to be my lawyer. And she's like, fuck no, just send me to heaven. And he's like, oh, sweetheart, you are not going to heaven. You're supposed to go to hell. And in this universe, how it works is like you do it. You do your like sentence in hell and then you're reincarnated. 
Um, And then the other options are depending on your karma that you've amassed in life. You might be assigned to be a Grim Reaper if your karma is neutral, so your good and bad is is neutral. Um, You might be offered to be reincarnated or you might go to heaven. Um, If you can go to heaven, you can also be reincarnated, like you can choose to do that. But then if you are a Grim Reaper, you can be reincarnated after you've served your term as a Grim Reaper. So it's usually 50 years. Um, And in hell, it could be anywhere, depending on the tier of hell that you go to. So tier one, two, three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So Aiden Kim is like, I need you to be my lawyer. And she's like, it's not going to happen. And he's like, no, no, you got to be my lawyer. You have no choice. And she's like, I absolutely have choices because I'm Joyce. Fuck you. <laughs> and he's like, if you don't, you're going to hell. And she's like, fuck you. He sends her to hell and she has to relive her death basically. But time is different in hell. So what feels like a few days for her is actually only five minutes. And she's like, fuck, no, I don't want to do that again. So she agrees. I guess I have to be this guy's lawyer. So it turns out that the situation has happened where he has broken some of the Reaper code of conduct. So the code of conduct has five rules. that says never mix up human souls, always collect souls on time, never save a human life who was designated to die, never directly or indirectly harm another Reaper or interfere with their duties without written permission from a director and never interfere with human affairs in a way that would drastically alter the course of their lives. So those are the rules. That's like the law in this world but the law is also new they never had this like code of conduct before it's a new they rely a lot on technology to do their work um and things are gonna get fucky so he has broken this rule because he took a wrong soul he took the soul of an identical twin so the one twin was supposed to die he took the soul of the other um he claims that he got the wrong information um So she has to prove that's what happened. And so she's planning to make her whole defense on the basis that the system that they use, like the like technology and stuff, that there was a mistake. Um, Now, she and Aiden do not get along. In fact, they hate each other. So this is like an enemies to lovers situation. And it's Mm. a very slow burn. Um, And so as the story goes on, she's like making friends with other like people in the grim reaper world and um she's just like trying to get the job done she's interviewing people she's uh getting you know the the intel aiden's best friend is this guy called joey and joey is like always constantly hitting on her and she's like okay (laughs) like not a big deal um and then she makes friends with this woman who's like, I think a receptionist or something. Um, big fan of how much like our main character hypes up other women in this story. Ooh, we love some shine theory here on Ravage Love. Yeah. Always like, oh, damn, she's so fun. Oh, God, her suit looks so good. Uh, Joyce is a big like fashion head. So she's always like, I look so good in my suit. And this is what it looks like. So <laughs> every time some like she changes, there's a whole description of her suit and her hair. and. Uh, you know, it, it, it got annoying after a while, but like, whatever, whatever. Right. Cause this is Joyce's story. It's not mine. Um, so she's trying to figure out kind of like uh, what's going on. And then one day she, her friend comes by and she's like, let's go and have a good time. Let's have some breakfast. And, um, when Joyce comes out of the shower, her friend has been attacked in her apartment. So, um, it turns out that somebody 
broke into Joyce's apartment to steal her uh, court documents. And now she's fucked. She has like nothing. So she has to start from scratch. Um, and there's like, oh no. So Aiden's like, we got to keep you safe. And she's like, I fucking hate you, bro. Like I'm not get out of here. And uh, he's like, no, 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 no. Like you're going to come stay with me. Cause he's like next door to her. Um, and she's like, I'm not going to stay with you. She's, he's like, no, no, listen, I will sleep on the couch. You can have my room. And she's like, Ugh, fine. And her friend whose name is Yura is like, you can't stay with me. I like to have my solitude. Like, I love you, but you cannot stay with me. And she's like, fine. So, of course, that's the first step in her undoing. Um, so, um, basically, the part of the reason that Joyce hates being a lawyer is that before she became a defense attorney, she uh, was an attorney for, like, the plaintiffs right and there was a situation where this young woman who uh was a stripper had been attacked by her boss um and uh like assaulted and the boss got off um because they weren't able to prove like beyond a reasonable doubt and so he ends up killing her and joyce never got over it she was extremely depressed and like overwhelmed and she quit and then she couldn't get hired anywhere because she just like lost her mind over it and of, of course like the whole legal world knew so the only job she could get was as a defense attorney and she hated it right because she's representing the bad guys in these instances um so one day it's like the anniversary of the death of this client um and she's very depressed but so aiden's like okay let's like go out like, like let's let's just go out and because grim reapers can teleport they go like everywhere in the world including canada i love that oh i love um, that yeah, and they just go eat everywhere, and she goes to Jamaica, and she gets, like, her braids done, and, like, all kinds of stuff, and then they get home, and it's like, let's fuck. And I'm going to tell you right now, Julie, there was no, like, it was not gentle fucking. It was straight to the point fucking. This guy was, like, a monsieur. He was just, like, he was just, like, tell me what you want. She's, like, I want all of it. And he's, like, say my name. And he's, like, like, strangling her. And, like, like he he wasn't trying to like make her pass out, but she was like, "I love it," um, and they just fucking bang, and it's very very spicy. Um, loved that for Joyce; she really needed it. <laughs> love that for you, because Joy. He, yeah, you're you're crushing it, buddy. Um, so she um recognizes that there's like he's her client, and they have this agreement that if she can get him off like if they can win get them off <laughs> but like win the trial right she can go to heaven right um instead of having to go to hell so she's working really hard and he's like listen uh you know for the sake of the fact that you are going to heaven when this is over um and i won't see you again like let's just try and keep it casual but of course they catch feelings and whatever um as the story goes on and and joyce is doing a bang-up job like she's really a great lawyer this whole story starts to unravel where it turns out that aiden's best friend actually set him up because he was jealous of aiden getting a promotion to like a director position we also find out that the like director of the whole department of soul collection is actually her father oh my god she grew up in care and so she always felt like really abandoned but then she gets very very upset because she's like why didn't anybody tell me and it's because they broke a lot of rules right so it was actually like her father who saw that she you know it just so happened that Aiden needed a lawyer but she died and he knew she was going to go to hell 
And so he kind of like finagled this whole scenario where she could be his lawyer. Right. And because of all the rule breaking and the fact that there's like this court case happening, uh, Aiden also had to keep the secret. So she's really pissed. Like she's so angry and she's like, I can't like be with you people, whatever. Um, and so there's like a bar night and, um, she starts hitting on this other guy and he gets really like mad jealous. And he's like, you belong to me. And she's like, fuck you. I don't belong to anybody. Um, but then he's like, but I love you. And she's like, Oh, okay. I love you too. And so they like make up, but then this whole other thing happens where it turns out that like the head of the heaven department is actually behind all of these problems because she wants to become like the sole leader of Eden and all this stuff. And so they have this weapon called like the obliterator or something. It's this gun that like will destroy souls like point fini. Like they're not going to go to heaven or hell. Like they'll be, they'll just disappear. Um, and in this universe, there's no God. It's just like these departments. So there's a heaven and then there's a hell, but then there's all these departments with grim reapers. Um, <coughs> pardon me. So yeah. So the director of Eden or of heaven wants to be in charge of all of Eden. So she's concocted this huge conspiracy to take it over and put people in positions where they have no choice, but to kind of make it work for her. Um, and Joyce is not having that. Cause she's like, nobody takes choices away from Joyce. Um, <laughs> and it turned like the, the director ends up shooting her with this oblivion gun, but Joyce has been given kind of like a temporary tattoo sort of um in order to grant her like temporary grim reaper powers which includes teleportation right um so she's able to save herself and then kind of like save the day and because she's a lawyer she also was like recording everything that this this woman was saying so she's able to like be like haha caught you but because the tattoo is temporary once the tattoo runs out the effects of this oblivion gun are going to take full shape and she's going to be obliterated right the only way to save her is for her and aiden to soul bond so they get like soul married um and they're super happy and they they do that and uh meanwhile like the whole time julie they're just fucking like they're fucking the whole book and it's just spicy like non-stop spicy okay um but at the very end of the book Okay, they've been soul bonded. Joyce has been offered her whole her own entire department in Eden for like law stuff. Um, And it's like super happy ending until her friend shows up and she's like bleeding. And another friend is like, I just found her like this in the hall. And they're like, what happened? And she's like, God. And then she dies. You're like, what the fuck? What? What do you mean? god like what happened and they go look in the hall and there's just this guy this like almost seven foot tall man the big beard leaning against the wall totally naked and he's like did someone say my name and it's god and the book ends it's god yeah this has never happened folks this has never happened in a in a romance book i wish it had i wish there was a jesus romance book it doesn't exist here is god being like, what's up? And I, I don't know if he was inside of her friend this whole time. I don't know. But the sequel is going to be about her being God's lawyer. So 
Whoa. Yeah. This book was just like twists and turns. And that was really the, like the bare bones explanation of this book because so much happens and it's so long. Um, but it was hella, hella spicy. It was extremely spicy and so funny. Oh my God. Was this book funny? Um, 10 out of 10. Wow. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Very good book. Spicy, like off the charts spicy. Like I've never read a book where like it had like kind of like the neck play as part of every encounter and like every encounter was also very like dominant um and just really spicy like it was every single scene and it was muy muy picante so yeah it was good um accoutrement mimosas and i say that because (laughs) Um, every morning Joyce has a cup of coffee and a mimosa for breakfast. <laughs> and I love that. Um, yep. Wow. Uh, yeah. It, it, honestly, like the, this book was so long and so much happened, but everything was funny. She has an emotional support pen. She calls Megan. Incredible. I love that. She has a car. She calls Carolyn just cause she thought it was a pretty name. <laughs> She has cats, and when she realizes that she's died and she finds out her ex-boyfriend took her cats to take care of them, she kidnaps them to bring them over to her neighbor. <laughs> and I was like, I'm here for all of these things. So a lot of fun stuff. Personal pet peeves that I just didn't love is like, I don't need I don't need our characters to describe every single outfit they wear. I don't I don't care. Like I don't care. That's a that's a Renee personal mm-hmm. preference. Okay, yeah. Yeah, same same about my big feelings about matching underwear. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this instance, she didn't really talk about how like I wore my black and lace panties and they were so sexy. It was like she was describing suits the whole time, um, <laughs> and I was like, "That's okay." I was like, "I'll allow it. I'll allow it." Um, yeah, so that that was that was my story, and I recommend it. I do. I think it was it was just a lot of fun. So, so. What are you going to read? Okay. So because she is the only defense attorney in Eden and there's this whole new rule system. And the, we learn later, obviously that the director of, of heaven is fucking everything up to try and make a mess of everything. Um, there, there are directors and grim reapers from other departments coming to joy to be like, we need help because everything's fucked up and we're really, we don't know what to do. Um, and you're the only person that understands the law in this place. So I need you to help me. So (laughs) this is, uh, just a scene where (laughs) she's talking about, she's talking to this group of grim reapers who are panicking because they don't want to go to like grim reaper jail. Okay. Okay. Um, after I read it to you, I'm going to tell you the name of the chapter. Oh, okay. <laughs> the name of the chapters were so hilarious. Um, <laughs> this book was very funny. And I think that um, Mia Monique is going to be a very good lawyer, but also a very funny lawyer, which I think we need more of. Okay. Here we go. I take out my notepad and pen. What can I help you with? You're the only defense attorney at Eden. They haven't recruited any others. I heard it's because no one wants to do it. Therefore, Reapers have just been going into court representing themselves, but we need your help. Our case is serious. Are you all being charged with violating the same rule, I ask? I guess that was the wrong question to ask because she slaps her hands on the desk, making me jump a little bit. I peek over at Aiden to see his eyes are narrowed in our direction. He looks ready to pounce at any second. He reminds me of a cute, grumpy cat. 
Valerie says, we didn't break any rules. This is all those other Reapers' fault. She seems to honestly believe they did nothing wrong, which would be good because it's easier to defend innocent people most of the time. Let's start from the beginning again, shall we? Why are you here? She takes a deep breath. We all recently died and our souls were collected. We all went through the same process of going to the soul directory. That's where we all were told we were going to be reapers because our karma was neutral. I nod. Okay, what's the issue? Well, now they're saying that there was a glitch in the system before we came and we are all meant to go to hell. They said we are being stripped of our reaper positions by tomorrow. My eyebrows jump up. No way that's okay. Exactly what I said, she exclaims. You want me to get them to not remove you as a reaper? Yes, that, or send us to heaven for our service. I shake my head. It's doubtful that you will go to heaven, but I may be able to help you remain as reapers. Valerie leans forward. Wait, so you'll help us? All the reapers are staring at me, hope in their eyes. I think for a moment. I need a break from Aiden's case, and this may be the perfect excuse. But I need to know something first. Have any of you committed fraud, murder, assault, rape, child molestation, grand theft, auto, or enjoy raisins, I ask. (laughs) My face passive as I wait for their answers. I hear Aiden chuckle in the background, probably because of my mention of raisins. It's a valid question. All the reapers look at each other in confusion, and Valerie replies for the group, No, I don't think so. But one of the rapers raises his hands nervously. I point to him, Yes, what's your name and your sin? He stammers, I'm Gabriel, and I enjoy raisins. I see a bead of sweat roll down his forehead. Only sinners like raisins. I shake my head in disappointment. There's no hope for you. His face twists in horror. I'm going to hell because I enjoy raisins? I smirk. No, but you should, because any person who enjoys dried grape must be evil. Why don't they just eat normal juicy grapes? Why would they dry it? Also, who, whose bright idea was it to put raisins in bread or cookies? I know that person is in hell for sure. I hear Gabriel let out a breath of relief as Aiden says, there's nothing wrong with someone who loves raisins, Joyce. I gasp and grab my chest. I peer around the reapers to make eye contact with him. Don't tell me you love raisins. I think my voice is shaking a little bit. This would be break- my breaking point. I can't sleep with someone who loves raisins. I just can't. He shakes his head. No, I don't. I just don't think he should be judged. You literally drink coffee, then take a sip of a mimosa immediately after. Is that not weird? Valerie and I answer at the same time. No. I like her. A woman with some class. Aiden looks at Gabriel and sighs. I'm sorry, man. I tried to help. You'll never hear the end of this. Gabriel just sadly nods, accepting his fate. He's very understanding for a sinner. I clasp my hands as I glance at all the Reapers. Alrighty, y'all. Let's show the Reapers court that everyone deserves justice. Um, And the name of the chapter is Loving Raisins is a Sin. And I loved that as a title. Um, Some other titles that I really loved were, um, let's see here. Uh, Never call someone's grandma a bitch. (laughs) I mean, evergreen, evergreen. Yeah. Um, And then there was one and it was plan B, no, the other one. Incredible. Uh, Incredible. The floor is is lava because she had to go through someone's personal hell and it was like a lava chamber, but it was like the game at the same time. Yeah. Um, This one was called You Complain a Lot for Someone Who Needs a Lawyer. (laughs) That was very funny. Um, Yeah. The very first chapter is Where's Jesus? That was the very first. (laughs) 
chapter. And then the last chapter is so help me God. Anyway, it was it was a great it was a great book. Uh, very funny. Very good. I am looking forward to the new one in 2023. Um, could have used more monsters. Could have used any monsters. Could have been half the length. Um, and it would have been better for my purpose here on the show. But uh, all that said, 10 and 10. Julie, what are you reading? Are you just going to read the whole book for us? <laughs> I am going to read you a, just a, a mere page or two with the part that made me just be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so... I mean, again, we're pivoting back to me, so we're leaving hell <laughs> and going to my version of hell. No. Um, <laughs> so, again, she's just like a clumsy, silly girl who Aww. shows up to the bankruptcy lawyer's office and just feels really out of her element. She's like, oh, my God, I'm not as pretty as the pretty secretary and all this stuff. Um, and it's just very embarrassed, you know, because she's found herself in this situation. So... And, okay, so <laughs> this is when she's realizing that uh, this is not just some old man lawyer. This is a legit person, and um, he's very attractive. So, uh, give me one second, because my e-reader has decided it does not want to function. Okay. Just like the secretary outside, he's unbearably beautiful. If I'd had the courage to look at the woman who was in his office before me, something tells me she belonged to the same beauty club. I'm August. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, Ashaya. Uh, shy, uh. I enunciate my often ill-pronounced name. He holds out his name and I take it. His grip is gentle and not the manly assault I'd expected. After a few pumps up and down, he doesn't release his hold. Come, let's go to my desk, shall we? August stands and guides me to a chair opposite his massive mahogany desk. But instead of sitting in the stuffy chair behind his desk, he walks over to a bar-like setup on the wall behind the sofa. Now remember, this is July, okay? Okay. <clears throat> Hot chocolate? <laughs> I, <laughs> I always <laughs> crave some right about this time. Trust me. <laughs> I make a mean cup of cocoa. Just ask anybody. I'm a good lawyer, but a damn fine maker of hot chocolate. <laughs> no. Dump him. August turns to look at me and offers a friendly wink. I give a small smile before staring at my hands. I suck in a shaky breath. Might as well get it over with. <sighs> For over two years, I've done everything in my power to fight from coming here. For so long, I have worked two jobs, sometimes three. I sold everything I owned, all my furniture, my jewelry, even my car, and some family heirlooms. I fought so damn hard not to end up here, but the debts never seemed to decrease. Every time I looked, the interest had eaten up all of my extra payments. I, I've, I've tried so hard. When I look up from my trembling fingers, August is staring at me with intense focus. He sits in the chair beside me and holds out a steaming mug. The summer heat is raging, but the sudden idea of a hot chocolate in July has my heart yearning for the sugary comfort. I take a tentative sip. This is delicious! He chuckles. See? what I tell you? Now go on. Tell me more. I thought when I came here I'd meet a stuffy old man who would hold out a wrinkled hand for my documents and then he'd toss me a pen to sign away the rest of my money. I thought I would be looked down on and treated like a number, or at the very least, like the trash that I am. 
I'm sure most of your right. I'm sure most of your clients have earned your help. They've probably been laid off unexpectedly from jobs they've had for decades. They probably fought to pay for their big loving families. I'm the most unworthy client you'll ever have. It's my fault I'm in such a mess and I deserve the debt and the threatening calls from collections, but I'm so tired. I just want to take the cowardly way out and wash my hands of this. I'm $50,000 in debt and I can't take it anymore. August is pinning me with a hard look. I swallow back the panic and shame that rises. Miss Davis, Ashaya, filing bankruptcy is not the coward's way out. It is a legitimate process for good people who have had unforeseen circumstances arise. Sure, there are some people who rack up tons of credit card debt and file an attempt to get everything free, but they are few and far between and laws are out there to prevent that. It is good, hardworking people like you who come to see me. Please don't think lowly of yourself for coming here. His hand reaches out as if to cut my knee cup my knee, but he pulls it back and instead rubs his own knee. I wince as I mull over his words and realize I offended him in his profession. I'm so sorry. I meant no offense. I just... He waves away my apology with a broad smile. Now, let's get the nitty gritty out of the way so we can get you on the fast track to a new future. What do you say? A new future? I don't deserve that. I blurt. This bitch is fucking <laughs> eating... Like drinking hot cocoa in July. <laughs> and the thing that's so funny to me is they never go back to the hot cocoa. Like, what was the purpose of him having a hot chocolate bar in his office and him being like, I make a mean cup of cocoa? And I was like, oh, is this a euphemism? Nope. Nope. Just is. <laughs> He's just a man <laughs> with a law degree a bar. and a love for a hot cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so no. it's so banana like i don't know why that detail just made me laugh so hard but i was like this should make it endearing but it just made me laugh it just made me laugh and so <laughs> that was oh right yeah oh boy indeed so that's what i read but wow. uh yeah so again we don't do this on purpose but we have both chosen two very different books and yet on the same theme so on that what are we reading next week renee oh we're finally doing it julie we're doing dragons <laughs> dragons <laughs> so yeah, yeah. chances are we'll probably end up with both similar kind of things um but yeah, we're doing dragons next week, friends. So get into <laughs> it. Or don't. It's up to you. But don't, um, no. <laughs> that's that's what we'll be doing here on Ravage Love. But thanks for joining us as we learned about the legal profession in hell. <laughs> and in my version of hell, which is a corporate office. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 whole, the whole thing in my book, they were in corporate offices. In hell. They weren't. No, they weren't in hell. They were in Eden. It was a purgatory situation, Julie. They had to go to hell a couple times. <laughs> there were and they trips went to hell. To hell. <laughs> they, they went to hell a couple times <laughs> for fun. And then they went to heaven a few times. But they were existing in what they called Eden, which was not an Eden situation. It was more of a purgatory. Get with the program. It's like you didn't even listen to anything I, did I said. listen, but it's just easier and more fun. Yeah. Now I gotta explain 100%. the joke, Renee. God damn no, it! Because I, you know what? I didn't get it. it was, <laughs> uh, the the joke was on me. I read a book that was over three hundred pages, and you know I hate that. 
I know. I know. And I, I get it because of the books that you read. Like I get why it feels that way to you. Um, because sometimes you could read a 300 page book and you're flying through it and you're like, Oh my God, I want more. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you're like, overall, I enjoyed this, but it's like a Scorsese film. You're like, overall, did I enjoy Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. Could it have used a good hour, hour and a half of editing? Absolutely. That's, it sounds like that was your same vibe with this book is like, just needed to be cut down a bit, but the bones were good. It was a, it was a book with good bones. Here's the thing is that I am always reading like nonstop. I read nonstop. That's my only hobby. I might take a break to watch a TV show. Like sh- what is it? Like shadow and bone or something. I watched the new season of that this week. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I could pretend I was like in a fantasy world in Russia or whatever. But um when my romance books for Ravage Love are too long, it takes me away from what I really love, which is books about haunted houses or or real dragons in 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 a different context or um, haunted people. Or you, nobody murder. loves haunting more than Renee. I mean, y'all nobody. just need to know this. If you don't know this by now, then let us initiate you. Maybe you're a new, new listener. You don't know. Renee yeah. loves haunted, spooky shit. She loves it. I do. And, it's her whole vibe. And that's, I read a book called uh, Episode 13 this week, and it was fantastic. And I recommend it for people who want to read uh, a ghost book. It's very good. But, um, yeah, this book was – it took me away from my my true joy. And that's why it would have been good as just like an like a regular read, not a Ravage Love read. So I need to keep my Ravage Love reads under 140 pages. <laughs> or um, it has to be – like about a spooky thing so when we get to october that's when you're cranking out these like 400 page books because you're like this is the circle of the venn diagram of renee yeah yeah and like but here's the thing is there's not a lot of fucking and spooky books because everybody's so afraid and i don't know if you've ever (laughs) fucked and been afraid outside of like an assault contact (laughs) no i can't Um, say but i mean isn't part of the like the adrenaline rush of being scared also can make no. you horny no okay no no okay. absolutely not i mean i have when ptsd scared, so i don't i don't nothing sexy about being scared I, I do too i do too so let me t- <laughs> let me break it down for you if you are fucking when you're scared it's for survival oh okay, okay? you're trying to make people um, gotcha that's or stay that's warm. right you're just you're trying to survive um if if you're fucking something scary like a like a bog monster or a mothman or any, any kind of cryptid that is for the thrill that is adrenaline based and that's different that's a good that's a good lay um if you're if you're fucking and you're scared of what might happen as a result of the fucking just get some plan b that's yeah that's just get a condom like don't don't do it again without a prophylactic I saw a TikTok the other day and I just, I don't know that I, no, I did forget to send it to you. And I, I honestly thought, I don't think our friendship has ever been more seen. And it was that they were like, the perfect friendship pairing is the human equivalent of a black cat with a golden retriever. (laughs) (laughs) And it was these two friends show up to the airport and one is dressed like all in bright colors and the other one's head to toe in black. And they're like, we seriously didn't plan this. This is our entire friendship because you're like, 
like, here are the different layers to spooky sex. And I'm like, I read a book about hot chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) And that is our entire, but I just love, I just love our friendship because people listening to this, you need to know this is not a front that we put up. Like, I am in head to toe bright colors. I have way too much energy. And Renee is just like the subdued friend in the corner in like all black, tatted up, just like dropping these incredibly hilarious one liners. And I'm just like over there, like the golden retriever, like, hi. And you're just like cool, calm, and collected in the corner with your great hair. And so. That is our entire friendship. Black cat, golden retriever. That is the energy. And it just seems, it just naturally seeped into the podcast where now I usually choose the fluffier one. And then you're like, it was, it sounds, it always sounds like it's like <laughs> traditional. And then you're like, oh, also they were underwater the whole time. <laughs> or like whatever. <laughs> or like, and yeah. then they all got eaten by mushrooms. And you're like, of course they did. <laughs> You know, it's it's got to have like a, a hook, and uh, <laughs> and sometimes it's a literal hook because you're like, oh, also this person didn't have a hand. I just like exactly. I live for it, and this is why our friendship works. We're not attracted to the same people. We have completely different aesthetics, and we have completely different tastes, and yet we make it work. Yeah, and you know what? I might, I might even be asexual at this point. Um, I know my hymen has grown back, and that was really weird for me. Um, Especially because so people- hymens are the equivalent of baby teeth, and you love uh, human teeth, so it all it really comes full circle. You know what? I actually, I bought this. So I was at Michael's, right? Because that's where I buy all my home decor during September, October. Um, but I found this little this little picture frame with like wings on it it's made out of like metal it's very cool and i bought it to put all my baby teeth in i have like all of these teeth from my children um because they don't they don't know but i'm the tooth fairy they don't fucking know i don't know but i i'm gonna but here's the thing you don't know this julie but if you don't soak your teeth in milk they will crack so what i actually have are tooth fragments (laughs) i have lots of tooth fragments um, that I've been hiding for years because I have a seven-year-old all the way up to an 18-year-old. Yeah. So I've just got 18 years of baby teeth. <laughs> oh uh, but they're all broken down the middle. But um, now I have a frame for them. Of course you do. Of yeah. course you do. Meanwhile. I'm, I'm going to die with it. Like it's going to be buried with me. Just that. Nothing else. Just the Just new you in the nude with that. Meanwhile, I'm literally staring at a painting my friend made me of SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> That's my aesthetic. And so I love how you're like, I bought a frame from a craft store to put the baby <laughs> teeth in. And I'm like, I'm looking at a beautiful bright yellow portrait of SpongeBob smiling at me. Beside which is a stuffed animal of Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because well, I'm a that- grown ass <laughs> woman who does what she wants, which is yeah. being a children's television character. <laughs> 100%. I, I told you this earlier. I ordered a vanity plate this week that says Mothman <laughs> and it's coming and it's going to be my official registered license. Plate. Now, and I am so excited. I think the perfect note to end on is tell our listeners when you applied for your vanity plate and you had to (laughs) explain why you wanted that particular name. What did you write down, Renee? (laughs) 
They wanted to make sure I wasn't putting something offensive on my car. Yes. So I just put... <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> fuck off. I... <laughs> um, <laughs> I put bug enthusiasts. <laughs> what are they gonna say? What are they gonna say? There's nothing offensive about that. It's like somebody used to love the bugs. It's me. So... <sighs> <laughs> I love it so fucking much because I drive a beetle. So now I'm like, oh man, I've been trying to get custom vanity plates, but all the things I wanted were already taken. But now what I have to find some sort of bug related one. And then they can be like, why? And I'll be like, it's a bug. And I'm a bug enthusiast. Huh. You, you know what wasn't taken here in Alberta? What? Ravage love. What? I checked. There's no Ravage Love vanity plate. I bet you there's none in Ontario yet. Oh, shit. Do I gotta yeah. get a Ravage Is this, it's, is it not, is it too many letters? No, not if you like cut it down. Oh, okay. Like you put like R-V-G-E-L-U-V. Or like L-U-V or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, you just planted the seed. Yeah. That was a good... God damn. Well, next also, week we're talking about dragons. So Lord knows where that direction is going to take us. But as always, thank you for listening um, and sharing because people have been listening and sharing and we've gotten tons of new listeners as of late. So thank you for joining us on this wild, wacky journey. And as always, Renee, love chatting with you. Pleasure is mine as always. So can you do your thing? Yeah, girl. <clears throat> Ravage love, ravage love. Bye. Bye. Artwork for the show is created by Karen McKnight. Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at Ravage Love on Instagram and Twitter or by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com.